1: Hey, what's up, guys? It has been a long day. 12-17, so technically it's not even Saturday. It's, it's Sunday. But I'm going to get right into this. Had some things I had to do. One of my friends I haven't seen in a while was in Orlando, so I drove over and hung out with him. But the segment you're about to listen to, I recorded all the way from Orlando to the Hobo Fish Camp, and I'm not editing any of this i just wanted to raw dog it let you listen to some content that i'm putting out not edited at all this is just me talking into an iphone on my ride home from orlando on i4 hope you guys enjoy i'm gonna play this quick spot because i gotta pay the bills i'm very fortunate to have anybody that wants to spend money with my show Is
0: that a PT cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising.
1: Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. You know, I got to change that intro up. Because I was actually on Funny to Informing today with John and Chris. And as soon as they brought me on the air, they were like, oh, greetings and welcome. Kind of seemed like they were clowning me a little bit. Maybe I could be looking into it more than what I am. But I might have to change that up. It's kind of cheesy the more and more once once I heard John and Chris intro me with greetings and welcome to another edition yeah I that's as soon as I was like yep when another podcast is basically mocking you I mean not to my face but I mean they're mocking me over the phone That might be a little bit of a sign that you might want to change things up. But I, listen, guys, it is 7.16 right now. And I have not even started my podcast until right now because I'm driving back from Orlando. I went to Orlando to hang out with some people that I've not hung out with in a really long time. And I got to tell you, I know, like, for the normal person, it wouldn't bother them. I don't think you guys realize that I grew up in a really small town, DeLeon Springs, Florida. It is in northwest Volusia County, where I grew up. And I was there pretty much until the age of 19. After I got done working with Ron and Fez, and I would have worked with Ron and Fez for a really long time if they wouldn't have left. And, and I, I don't want you to think that I'm like, oh, fuck Ron and Fez, they left. No, they, they got a sweet gig in the number one radio market in the United States of America. I wish I could have gone with them, but even if they would have offered me something, I don't think I was ready. I mean, I don't know if you guys realize, my graduating class in high school was less than 80 people. I grew up in a city that didn't even have a caution line. We didn't. We had absolutely no electronical lights traffic lights in De Leon Springs, Florida we didn't even have a high school I had to drive or ride the bus a half hour 40 minutes just to get to school because De Leon Springs was such a podunk city that we didn't even have a goddamn high school people I had to go to another city just to get higher learning. And I, I know higher learning is technically college, but all we had in DeLeon Springs was McGinnis Elementary. And after McGinnis, you had to go to Pearson, which, like I said, was a 30 to 40-minute ride. But after Ron and Fez, Ron and Fez luckily because of Ron and Fez and Russ Rollins being a fan of the Ron and Ron show knew who I was because I was on the Ron and Fez show and that's how I was able to get an internship on the Monsters I don't know if you guys know this but when I applied for my internship at Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando I got a call From two different shows on the same radio station. I got a call from somebody on the Phillips file. And and I also got a call from Carlos Blackbeam. Back in the day, you knew him as Blackbeam. But now, you know him as Carlos Navarro. Yes, that Carlos Navarro that was on Prison Break. That movie with Jason Bateman as well as The Walking Dead. So they called me, and I ended up with The Monsters in the Morning. At the time, it was The Monsters of the Midday, because we came on after Howard Stern. But I've always wondered, I wouldn't change a thing in my career, even though I should be living very comfortably right now. But I'm not. But I wouldn't trade the world for the path that I had been on in my radio career. But I've always wondered what it would have been like if I would have ended up being an intern on the Phillips file. And the great thing about it is, even though I ended up with the Monsters, I did a lot of stuff. With Jim Phillips on the Phillips file. I anytime see that's the thing about it, people. Even though I ended up on the monsters, I was hungry. And that's what I learned from Ron Bennington and Fez. You got to do everything. You gotta be hungry. And anybody, anytime anybody ever asks you, hey, can you fill in? Can you run the board? Can you answer the phones? Hey, Tuttle, can you do some man-on-the-street stuff? You don't turn that down. Because if you turn that down, you can't be mad if somebody else gets a position over you. Because you said no. That's how radio works. Now, I will let you know that radio is not the most fair business to be in because trust me and I'm not going to call out any names but I busted my ass nobody has ever worked as hard as I have in the radio business because I love what I do and I've said this before people I love radio more than radio loves me and guess what I still come back to it. No matter how many time no matter how many times radio fucks me over, I still come back. And that I mean, I mean I don't I don't want to compare radio to and and I don't know if you guys are going to know what I mean when I say this, but every man I don't give a fuck Who it is, I don't care if it's the jock, the nerd, or the hipster, whatever class of guy you may be, all guys have that chick. All guys have that woman that you are absolutely infatuated with, you are in love with her. You're in love with her no matter what, no matter how time, uh, no matter how many times this woman, this bitch cheats on you. No, no matter how many times this woman breaks your heart, you're going to go running back to her no matter what. She can give you a call and it could just be to hang out as friends And you're going to go running to her no matter what. And and that's the way that it's always going to be. And every guy has that girl in their life. And if you can't admit that, you're a fucking liar. And I'll, I'll tell you that right to your face. Because it is true. You know... When I was younger, if somebody would have told me that, I would have been like, "Oh, you're a fucking an idiot." And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm trashing this person. At the time, I got my heart broken. I really really did. I did. But the first time that a girl really put it on me the first time that i was in love with a girl was jesse jesse the fiddle player you know her from being on the monsters of uh, the midday or the monsters in the morning and i'm being very respectful i really am because she is happily married to a guy that I respect more than anybody in the Orlando radio industry as well as the Orlando music scene. But Jesse, Jesse the fiddle player, she is married to Joseph Martins. And I gotta tell you, they absolutely seem like the perfect couple. I mean, they're both musicians, they both. Love the local scene here in Orlando. They both love to travel, and I'm I could not be happier for them. But I'm just being honest with you guys. I I really am just being honest with you. At the time in the early 2000s, I was absolutely infatuated with Jesse, Jesse the fiddle player here in Orlando. I was in love with her. At the time. But I was young and dumb, and, and I thought that, oh my God, this is a girl that I want to be with the rest of my life. And that's the thing about it. When you're younger, every time you meet a new girl, you're like, hell yeah, this is a chick I'm going to be with the rest of my life. And if you're younger, if you're in your late teens, early 20s mid 20s just heed my advice it could be love but just be sure about it people because when you're younger you don't know what is love yeah I mean you could you could luck up and you could be in love with somebody and you could end up with that person for the rest of your life and, and that's great. That happens to a lot of people. But for the most part, when you're younger and you meet somebody, yes, you might be in love with them or no. How about this? You might be in love with them, but you're technically not in love with that person. I just basically said the same thing. And it's hard to explain, but when you get older, you probably are listening to what I'm saying, you're like, "Oh, what are you talking about, old man?" And I don't even consider myself old. I consider my I consider myself to be in that limbo stage of age. You're not young. You're not old. But you're somewhere in the middle. And and it, it's a very short time when, when you're in that limbo area. Because, fuck, I just turned 40. And you know what? When I turn 41, I might think, you know what? When I turn 41, I'm going to be an old fuck. I'll, I'll just admit it. That is exactly where I'm going to be. And I know it doesn't make sense. When you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, everything, the, the world is my oyster. I'll be able to do anything and everything. But when you get to your 30s, it's kind of a wake-up call, but you still kind of feel like, oh, I'm in my 30s, but I feel like I'm in my 20s. And then when you get past 35, you're like, holy shit, where did the time go to? And that's how it is, people. It is, life is so fucking weird. You go through these phases. And I know I've not experienced everything. I, I know I haven't. I'm just giving you advice to the point of the movie that I've made it to so far. I I am. I look at life as kind of like a DVR. You don't get the pause. You really don't get the rewind. But you get to look back on things. And you get to see, oh, yeah. You know, in my early 20s, my mid-20s, when I thought shit was really bad. Holy fuck. What I would give to be back at that point in my life. And I know I'm getting on a tangent. You got to understand. And the reason why I'm going off on this tangent. Is that I'm driving back from Orlando. And. I got to tell you. Where I went in Orlando. It really did fuck with my head a little bit people. It, It did. And I know the normal everyday person. Probably can deal with that. But with everything that I've been through. I'm coming up on a year of sobriety, coming up on about eight months since I attempted suicide, and I was in the mental institution. And that was a big wake-up call for me because, yes, I'm in my late 30s when all that happened, but it gave me perspective. It gave me a new lease on life. And it made me look at the age of 40 that you're not done yet. You're you're far from being done. I know you guys have heard me talk about this guy a lot, but Mark Merrow, Johnny B bad, he was in the WWE, he was married to Sable. But this guy just turned 60. And I got to tell you, the guy looks like he could be in his 30s. But, the, but Mark Merrow is by far one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. And he just turned 60. And you know what? He was not depressed at all. He celebrated making it through another decade. And he was treating 60 like it was his like it was going from the teenage years to 20. and I envy that. I really do envy that. and I know a lot of people get turned off from these motivational speakers and the reason they get turned off from those people, it's not that they can't understand those people and how they look at life. They look at those people from a place of hate, and it's not that they really are mad at them or they really hate them. It's just that they they just hate that they can't be that positive. And I know, like, I'm not drinking anymore. And I'll admit, I have a very addictive personality. I've said that. And this is the first time in my life that my addictive personality is actually benefiting me because I'm eating healthy. I I can't even tell you the last time I had a cheat day. I told you a couple of shows ago that I have a cheat day like once every two weeks. But after that show, the more and more I think about it, I cannot even tell you the last time that I ate a carb, the last time I ate processed foods. It's been a while, people. And even at the age of 40, it's made me realize that 40 is not the beginning of the end fuck no it's not because right now physically and mentally and personally this is the this is the best that i've ever been in my whole fucking life people i am motivated because i can see all the hard work that i'm putting in When I look in the mirror, and I don't want you to think that I am, I don't want you to think that I'm conceited, that I'm all about how I look. But I'll admit, when I walk by a mirror, I look at myself because, and I I don't want you to think that I I thought I was fat. I really wasn't. I'm about six foot one. I say six foot one, but I'm about six foot and a half. But the heaviest I really ever was, was 198. And at that height, technically I was not obese. I wasn't fat. I thought I was fat. But that was a period in my life after I got divorced that I did not give a fuck. I didn't. Because the whole time I was married, I had to make some life changes. I did. I was an only child. I had no real life experiences. And then when I moved to Orlando, I was like, fuck yeah. I was on a humongous show. One of the biggest shows in Florida. And I branched out. I partied. I did a lot of things that probably you shouldn't be doing. But I wanted to try everything and experiment. And not to the point experimenting where I, you know, I went gay or anything. No. I was a virgin until I was 20 years old. I was. But I went out and I just lived my life. And then my 20s were a fucking blur. But when I got married, when I met my wife, I sacrificed a lot. I had had sex. I had a pretty good run from about the age of 19 to 23 when I met my wife at the time. And come to find out, she was a virgin as well, too. And she made me wait. I had to wait until I got married before I had sex with my future wife. So I sacrificed a lot. I dieted. I did not have a drop of alcohol the whole entire time while I was married. And then when I when, when I left my wife in 2014, I'll admit... I'm not making excuses and saying the reason why I got back into partying and substance abuse was because of my divorce. It's just something I had not done in a long time. So from 2014 until about midway from 2019, I ate, I drank, I took all the drugs and fucked everything that I could. And... Luckily, I didn't do you know any irreversible damage to my body, but I've been I, I've become committed, I've been eating healthy, I haven't been drinking and I'm working out. and I can see the difference. So if you want to call me uh, conceited, that I like to look at myself in the mirror? Yes, I do. You want to know why I do that? Because it shows off the progress and the hard work that I'm making right now. And I know that probably is a big turnoff, Especially for my audience that listens to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Or the people that have followed me through my whole radio career. But I'm proud of it. So if you want to judge me, go ahead judge me. But I busted my ass and I don't think you guys realize what I've been through in the past year and especially throughout my whole radio career. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm I'm really not blaming a soul. I've made some mistakes. I had a good run. From about 2000 to 2010. I was at the same fucking radio station. Not a lot of people can say that. And I fucked up. And the thing is. That I'm a very emotional person. Maybe that comes from. Kind of being a mama's boy. Throughout my life. And that wasn't by choice. My dad Busted his ass, he was out out of town a lot, making money, so my mom could stay home with me and and take care of me and I don't want you to think that my dad is one of those chauvinistic type guys. no, he's not, but my dad saw it, and he's kinda right people, not every family. Not every husband can make the amount of money that needs to be made for the wife to be able to stay home and take care of the, the child or the children, the siblings. But my dad thought that was the best scenario to give me the tools that I needed to succeed later on in life. And I'm I'm listen, I don't want you to think. That was a big success story. I made honor roll about, I don't know, 50, 60% of the time through high school. I went to college. I got my two-year degree. I played college baseball. I varsity four years in high school. So they did a good job. I really never got into any trouble. I've only been arrested one time in my life. And that was because of my e-pass not working in my car. And I got pulled over. Get this, people. I got pulled over because my tag light was out. I wasn't even speeding or doing anything wrong. My fucking tail light was out. And they pulled me over and then they checked my license ended up being suspended and that was the only time in my life that I went to jail and I would have been out that night if I wasn't an idiot and told them that I was on psychotropic drugs because when you go in there if you've never been to jail before they ask you they they pitch you through like a little bit of a physical not not a full physical but they check your temperature they give you the once over ask you about your medical history and i i told them i didn't i didn't know people and when i told them the medication that i was on they automatically threw me into the psych ward and you know a lot of you guys think my last stint in the mental institution was my first time in that type of place no it was in the county jail in 33rd in Orange County and I gotta tell you you would think that jail would be worse than a mental institution but I gotta tell you I would I would take being in jail in 33rd in Orange County in Orlando. Over that fucking hellhole of a mental institution that I was in in Tampa. Because I was in there for over a week and I didn't get to go outside. At least when I was in county jail, I got to go outside. They had clocks in the rooms. When I was in the mental institution, I did not know what time it was. The only, the only way you could tell what time it was, because there were two windows on the floor that I was in, in the mental institution over in Tampa. You had one coming out of the east, and the other window coming out of the west. And you got to see the sun rise. Then you got to see the sunset, And that's basically, I mean, you kind of could tell what time it was throughout the day if you couldn't see the sun. Because if it was straight up, you know it was noon. If it was later on towards the uh, the west, you know it was later in the day. In jail, they at least let you know what time it is. You get to talk to people. Because not everybody in the psych ward were, were crazy. When I was in that mental institution in Tampa, everybody was fucking... Was a fucking lunatic. And I'm not judging, but... Being in there, I was on the low end of the spectrum when it came to craziness. I mean, I could spend two weeks on this podcast telling you all the stories that I could tell you while I was in there. And... You know, I'm I'm already lost, so I'm going to try to rope this whole rant in a little bit. I think the reason I got off on... All right, here, let me back this up, okay? So, I started off by telling you that I was driving from Orlando because I met somebody. And I was talking about a girl. We all have those girls, those women, a chick that you're head over heels with. And mine was Jesse the fiddle player. I'm happy for her because I got to tell you, if they were in Orlando all the time, Jesse and Joseph Martins would be the power couple of Orlando. They're both musicians, Joseph. Has Joseph Martins has one of the most popular radio shows. Even though that it's on once a week in Orlando, everybody has heard of Sunday morning coming down. And they travel a lot. I mean, they seem like the perfect couple. And and that's why I'm happy for both Jesse and Joseph. I'm just being honest that Jesse was that girl in my younger years that I was absolutely head over heels for. That I would drop everything that I'm doing just to go see her, no matter what. No matter how shitty she treated me, I would absolutely drop everything. And I don't want to think she treated me shitty. No, no, she did not. I'm just giving you an example So, I'm happy for them. But, so, coming from Orlando, the reason I got on the whole mental issue was because the friend I went and visited was in Maitland. Now, not necessarily Maitland would bother me. Maitland, I don't know if you guys know this, is where iHeartRadio is. Orlando is in Maitland so it kind of holds a little bit of a special place for me but I don't I if you follow me especially from my time on real radio you also know that the business that me and my ex-wife had the place that I would go every single day when I got off of the radio station the tanning salon was in Maitland. And I'm not just talking Maitland. The friend that I went and visited is right across the fucking street from the tanning salon. Now, I've been in Tampa from about 2010 until present day. I don't want you to think that I have not been in Orlando but what the fuck happened to Metro Orlando? Downtown Orlando and the surrounding areas? I don't even recognize the place. And I know a lot of that has to do with the I4 Ultimate project going on. But fuck me. And it really depressed me. I've... i I've come to terms with the failure of my marriage. I have. But you also got to understand how it would fuck with somebody's mind, especially everything that I've been through, to be in that area, to see how much it's changed. And I'll admit to you, people, after I got done seeing my friend in Maitland. And I know I should not have done this, but I did it anyways. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. I went to go see the location where my ex-wife's tanning salon was. And it's not. It's completely different. It is a fucking chocolate shop now. And that depressed the hell out of me. The mailbox place. The UPS mailbox place that used to be two stores down from the tanning salon. The uh, the guy that ran the place was a big fan of Real Radio. I knew him. I was actually friends with him. I'd go visit him when we were not busy at the tanning salon. That place is gone. About the only... I don't even know if the uh, Einstein Bagel Brothers uh shop at the beginning of it is even open because when i went by there the place looked closed i mean it wasn't boarded up or anything the only there were two places in that complex that i remember the firehouse subs and the athena's roasted chicken i gotta tell you if you're in maitland and you want some good fucking chicken They never, they never make a bad piece of chicken at that place. But go to Athena's in Maitland. If you want to check out where the tanning salon my ex-wife had is, it's in the same complex. Just go to the chocolate shop, and that's where the tanning salon used to be. Like I said, I got a late start, and... I've been talking to you guys for 37 straight minutes right now. I've been talking since I left the city of Maitland and haven't stopped ever since. This has been just straight up commentary from me. And I don't even know if it's good people. But it's real. And I know uh, not only have I worked in radio... But I'm also a fan of talk radio. And I'm not trying to suck my own dick right now. But I just think that I might have done the best opening monologue that I've ever done since the beginning of the Total Daily podcast.
0: Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash on the radio. Or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch you up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery. At the tone, the time will be... Ah! You're listening to Tuttle's Daily
1: Podcast. That last bit that you heard was from the one and only Charlie Alamo. And he's going to be on the show with me tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. I don't know what it is. You just click with certain people. And Charlie is one of those guys that I just click with. I'm a big fan of his bits, produce commercials and everything he does behind the scenes. But I don't think people give him enough credit for just being like a co-host and mixing it up with me on the air. I I really appreciate everything he's doing. I'm not even going to plug anything on this show, you know where to find it. Here, I'll give you one thing. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com/slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by JCVoiceOverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, slash Tuttle on the Radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
1: fuck going on?